Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. The podcast which, as you'll know, was forced last week to take action against a malignant in-pod influence. To further last week's temporary suspension of Scott, Scott has now been kicked off the pod for the next three weeks, although before he left, he did record the following statement. I came to this pod for a challenge and to bring the pod up to where it should be. No disrespect to the lads already here. It's Cammy, by the way. But I thought I could just bring experience and my skills. I'll be honest, the standard's lower than I expected. Again, Cammy. But I just want to help. And what seems like criticism is just helpful advice. I'm just passionate I want to bring the lads, Cammy, up to my level, and you can bet on that. Hi folks, FanDuel is one day fantasy football. You select a team of Premier League players for a single round of fixtures so you're not locked in for the whole season. You can play, watch and win money if you're good enough in one day. First up, you choose your contest. You can play for free or put your own money on the line for bigger payouts. We are playing the £5 fan fave with six grand of prizes to be won by the top 36 managers. Then you pick your dream team. You have £100 million to spend. There's no subs, no captains, just 11 shirts to fill and the perfect formation to find. Splash out on the deserts and hunt out all the hidden gems. It's the ultimate test of your football knowledge. FanDuel was designed by football fans like us and is powered by Opta Stats. It's about much more than goals, assists and clean sheets. Every pass, interception, every tackle, they've all got big implications. And we've got an offer for you. If you sign up with the promo code RANGERS, then FanDuel will return your entry free, eh, fee as free credit if you don't win cash in your first contest up to a tenner. So use the offer and enter your team against ours. If you don't win cash, you'll get that entry fee returned as credit so you can play again for free next week so nothing to lose go to fanduel.co.uk and enter our promo code rangers in the promo code field on sign up to bag the offer available in the uk only for those over 18 please play it responsibly terms apply (laughs) 
So welcome to the Hand Rangers podcast. My name is David Edgar. I'm your host, and uh, of course he's he's not suspended because uh, unlike certain other people, I quite like him. Yes, it's Scott Vandenacker. He does. He likes me in a strange way. Yes, in a in a strange way. But uh, I'm not that keen on certain certain other people who are on suspension at the moment, which we will inevitably come to. Now, Scott, before yes. we get really kicked off, you know Nico Cranshire. I do know, well not personally, but I know of him. Well, I'm very like Nico, right, in that I am astonishingly charismatic. Mm. I am incapable of moments of brilliance that nobody else around me in this pod is remotely capable of doing. However, I'm also really lazy and can't be arsed a lot of the time. So... What I'm really kind of coming around to is I'm quite tired tonight as we're recording this, so you're going to have to take the take the majority of it, and I'll just occasionally step in and say something fantastic and then come back out of it again. Right, so I'm going to have to do a sort of holiday crook roll. That's and it, you're, you're going to have to be holiday halty, you're going to have to do my running for me in in bant terms. Okay, right, I'll, um, I'll practice, uh, lad came in, give 110%. Um, the lads played forty-three. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Yep, I'm ready. Yeah, should be good. Somebody um, was criticising us last week for too much banter and not enough football. Apparently, but um, I thought it was mostly football last week, wasn't it? Well, to be honest, I just don't understand why anyone would say it's gotten too much this or too much that, considering it's exactly the fucking same every week and has been for six years. So that I don't quite understand. But it's anyway, still free. Uh, well, shit, even if it wasn't free, it doesn't matter. I'm not. <laughs> never yes. listened to anybody before. I'm not going to change it now. Uh, right, we have to talk about it. Joe Barton. Scott, I will say this because it's on. The thing about being a podder is that you can't really change your opinion because it's there. People can go back and listen to it. At the end of last season, um, I said I wasn't that keen on him as a person, but be willing to give him a chance. Uh, and you, to your eternal credit, you said you didn't like him, you didn't want him, and that was the end of it. Now, a lot of that are for reasons that would get you arrested if you were to expand on them, but that doesn't matter. It looks like you were correct. To be honest, Scouse Leopards cannot change their spots. And he has more trouble than he's worth, and I knew that at the time, I suspected it, and right enough, it's the same baggage that he comes with everywhere. And I think, to be honest, it didn't exactly take fortune-telling on my part to be able to detect that something like this would happen. Um, he's just trouble wherever he goes, and it's something that we don't need. It's a tough season for us, tough season for the manager. We're back in the SPL. We don't need a sideshow. I think there's a couple of things to take into account here. Firstly, although we like to slag the media, and sometimes quite rightly, for, for very valid reasons, we, players talk to certain reporters and there are certain reporters generally the ones that don't have uh, a lot of fuss around them if you know what I mean the guys who just get on with the job they're not looking to rail anybody they're not looking to to you know become a media star they they literally just go to football matches and press conferences report write it up and go home to their kids you know um, and footballers talk to those guys I don't think the dressing room want Rangers back based on Having spoken to guys I know, guys in the media who are talking to the players, I'm not entirely sure that there's any desire on the on the part of the squad to have him back. Now that, that might not be true, so I don't want anybody saying well Edgar said so. It's, it's a fact, but that's what I've heard. That's certainly what I believe. 
Secondly, I think now that you, you, you hit the nail on the head there with it's this circus and we, we, we're we never going to be rid of the circus while he's here and he is more trouble than he's worth. The circular logic of I'm actually so good that I can help these really rubbish players in this rubbish league be better. It's not going to win you friends, is it? It's, it's certainly no. not going to bring people round to your, to your point of view. But also, if it was true or there was any evidence of it, then that would be fine. And then lastly, Joey Barton is 33. He's a few years off retirement. He's not a legend at any club he has played for. And that should tell him, and it should tell us, and it should tell everyone something. Joey Barton is a guy who, for whatever reason, is unable to just settle into a long-term period of normality and just get on with being a footballer. And you can point to bits through his career where he's had a season maybe or a good six-month period, but there's always something comes along. I resent this shit show that's going around the club at the moment because it's unnecessary, it's unhelpful, and it's just a load of bilge, and it's all about him. And Rangers are in a really unfortunate position that I don't believe any individual has the right to do to Rangers. And certainly not one that has contributed so little to Rangers as he has. Now, he said on Twitter today, of course he fucking has, that he thinks he'll be back. And we don't know if that's posturing or we don't know if that's maybe he's been told to set up his agent and if the club are doing that. We don't know any of that. Is there any way back for him? Not, and I'm not asking you, should there be? Because I know your views on it, but is there? I think it'd be difficult because any way back would mean basically a media silence. And there's three things he would have to do. Number one, get fit. So basically, he'd be training a lot on his own over the reserves. Secondly, he'd have to be prepared for some time on the bench. And thirdly, he couldn't take to social media or keep giving interviews constantly. I cannot see him agreeing to any of those things. None of that will happen. And I think, therefore, the manager knows that as well. And I, I personally cannot see him playing again. I think after three weeks, I don't think he'll be fit enough, even if he came back. I don't think he suits our system. And I think, honestly, Mr Warburton, the manager, is a very cool guy. As you know, David, I, I like him a lot. I've never seen him as fizzing with anger. I think I think it's going to be hard for him to walk back into the first team. I, let's just say that I can't see him going back to the first team after his three weeks up. I can't either. And I await being proven wrong, if that's the case. But he doesn't seem to understand that to do that, he has to work very hard and he's got a lot of bridges to build. And he doesn't seem to have understood that at all. So with that in mind, I really don't see that there's an awful lot of hope for reconciliation. But you know, time, time will tell. Obviously, it's football. You can't just rip up contracts. We understand that. And it's clear that, that both sides are protecting themselves legally from... from any sort of employment law for Ago. So I don't know whether or not it'll be an agreement or he'll be allowed to come back and train or whatever up until January and then go out on loan on to the end of his contract. I really don't know. But I resent that this is what we're talking about first on this podcast because it's it's unnecessary and the only person that's benefiting, as has been said, is the guy with a book out this week. It's it's a very poor situation. A very poor situation that was very badly reported on. We don't tend to go for individual pieces of shit in the paper and chat about them on here because there's so many of them. We, we could we could have mm-hmm. a separate pod on them. But this one was so egregious. An article in the Herald this week 
where they brought in an apparent independent employment law specialist. Who, Celic fan. Who was a Celic fan, actually, mm-hmm. yes, yes. But that, that obviously had nothing to do with it. And in the middle of saying what the, the contract situation might be and how clubs have to behave, suggested that Joey Barton, who incidentally has pointed out many times before that he's an agnostic, uh, leaning towards atheist, but certainly not a follower of any religion, should say that Rangers are discriminating against them because he's a Roman Catholic. Yep. Now, we get accused as Rangers fans of being obsessed with religion and the media say, oh, we hate the sectarianism up here and we hate this religious aspect of football. Okay then, well, why would you go and do that then? Why would you take this thing that no one was discussing apart from the most mental of tinfoil hat-wearing people on Celtic-supporting nutter chat boards and make it into a thing? Now, they, they quickly took it off and apologised, but that's the mindset that you're dealing with. And it goes back to something we spoke about a few weeks ago about hypocrisy. That journalist can never again talk about people being obsessed with religion or being sick of religion in Scottish football because he chose to bring it into an article. And the thing that he he used to defend himself, which was, uh, well, we were only saying he could do that. Well, you could say Davey Weir touched him up as well, but he's not going to do that either. It was just so offensive and such an egregious and hypocritical piece of I, I thought just contemptuous sub-tabloid journalism that it was embarrassing to read I think the problem was you mentioned the, the tinfoil hat wearing extremists of the Celtic message boards and that unfortunately sums up the journalist in question who is one of them So yeah, it, it, I, like I say I don't, we, we tend not to draw attention to to stuff like that because as I say it's just it's idiocy and uh, it's best ignored normally but I just thought I was so getting out a big shovel and digging into the middle of this situation your agenda and it embarrassed yeah. the newspaper for printing it it embarrassed the journalist for trying to give that theory credence I now so. there was some football as well in fact there's been two games on Saturday we drew 0-0 at home to Ross County in a fairly frustrating Match and then uh, against Queen of the South in the I'm going to call it the League Cup. Yeah, it's the League Cup. Yeah, it's a League Cup. It's we, even got sections in it again. It's yeah, the League Cup. it's a League Cup. We beat Queen of the South five 0 So, what yeah. were your thoughts on those two performances? I think the Ross County game was interesting because for the first time, like on on the bus on the way to the game, and on the in the in the, the toilets half time. The first time you've heard people actually starting to question results versus the the master plan. Most fans have bought into Mark Warburton and the the two three year plan, the three to five year plan, and I'm surprised by how patient the fans have been. They bought into it, the new type of football. I think on after what happened against Celtic, I think Saturday was the first time when a lot of fans were literally just oh put the ball in the effing net. Um. We did play better, because let let's just say, laying it to the side, it was the best performance for a while. The shape was better, the personnel was better, we moved it quicker, and we created, I would say, three in particular chances that we really should have scored. That, yeah. that, there's no excuse for not scoring. But the fans, this grumbling has started um, for several reasons. I think, number one, if you looked at the opening six fixtures, if you set aside the Celtic game, it's as if we handpicked them. And people really expected more points than we have 
Number two is, so far, until Saturday, there hadn't been much evidence of the silky plan A, gorgeous football, on show. And C, we're back in the SPL, and no matter what people say about a three- to five-year plan, they see the green and white jerseys, and they go, we have got to effing beat them. We cannot let them get eight in a row, and whatever. People go mental about falling behind at this stage in the season. It's difficult to limit that. It's difficult to tell people not to believe that or react that way. But I think the, the backlash was out, out of all uh, context based on the performance, which was one of our best. It was quite bright. But I, I think the reason there was a lot of grumping and booing at halftime was more, as I say, the context of the game rather than the game itself, which was actually, by the standards of this season, quite good. So that's my take on Saturday. I thought we moved the ball faster. Um, we had a better choice of players and I thought we created a couple of chances in particular that you and I could have scored. I think the the impressive thing was in midfield, Jason Holt, who surely by now has proved to people that he's a very important component for us. He maybe doesn't catch the eye every game, but what he does is he keeps moving and how many times a season have we just been completely static? Holt's the guy that knits the midfield and the forward line together. Holt's the guy that can go in and when it's broken down or it's it's got bogged down is probably a better description, out on one wing. Holt's the guy who goes in and makes the angle for a pass that can send it to the other wing a bit quicker. And we really miss him when he's not there. We miss his energy, we miss his running. Windass again impressed. And yep. uh, was very unlucky with a fantastic piece of skill. Uh, should have scored. That's one of the ones. He should have scored, scored, but I think he'd maybe just ran out of legs. It was you know a hundred yeah. yard dash at full pelt, so uh, yeah. I'll cut my bit of slack on that one. But he had a, a good performance, and defensively we were a lot more solid than than we have been. Although admittedly we weren't troubled a lot, but it goes both ways. You know I can't say after a a clean sheet where well, we weren't troubled, and you know they deserve a wee bit of credit for that. The game on Tuesday threatened, I think, to be a potential banana skin because Queen of the South had a decent record against us over the last couple of years when we were in the lower leagues and certainly I don't think would have been coming to Irox filled with trepidation. Um, first half, a lot of possession, not a lot of penetration from us. Second half, the first 15 minutes, I thought Queen's were the better side and we're getting into it. But then we scored a lovely second goal from Andy Halliday and after that, you could you could almost see the confidence flow through the side, couldn't you? And they started yeah. trying stuff and doing things. And remember, they were actually quite good at football. And then we, we scored some lovely goals and uh, a good confidence-boosting win. It was strange because a lot of the times this season we've been saying that we need the first goal. But on Tuesday, we needed the second goal. Um, what do you say every week? Sorry? What do you say every week? I don't know. It's not the first goal. Aye. It's the second goal. You don't say it out loud, though. No, I don't say it out loud. I was talking to people. I was actually just sitting thinking there when you said that you go to the, you're going to the game on the bus now. Yeah, well, yeah, I've, I've, I've. Aren't there other people? Yeah, there are. Basically, what happened was I ended up through various reasons. Basically, you moving with my dad and going to games myself. I didn't move in with your dad. Let Let's just put, no, no. You know, let's just quash that rumor before it starts. No, um, the time they were caught in the sauna was it was it was all entirely above board. It was roguish. Um. So, yeah, I took the bus. But basically, the second goal, two things happened the minute. It was a great goal, Halliday's goal. Yeah, it was a lovely goal. And their arse collapsed instantly. And we had a wee spring in our step. You could tell instantly, almost the minute they kicked off again, mm. the game had changed. Can I also say that, in my opinion, David, and I don't want to court controversy, although we should probably court controversy because 
it's a pod, you know. Yeah, it's good for we, ratings. We, we want advertisers, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't think Andy Halliday being the captain was an accident. No, neither did I. And if you look at the the kind of squads and the program and whatnot, then Danny Wilson is announced as the vice captain. He certainly is. Uh, Halliday yeah. getting the captaincy was, you know, Matt Warburton's a very intelligent guy. He knows what he's doing with things like that. You know, we can talk about whether or not he's going to be a successful manager. That's that's a different thing. But he's a, clearly a very bright bloke, and he knew exactly what he was doing with that. He which did. again leads into my theory that they they don't want him back uh, under any circumstances. But yes, Halliday was a captain. You could see it meant a lot to him. And, and his dad, apparently, and his family were there. You could also and see the bond he has fantastic. with fans because he got. But both matches he got a bigger cheer when his name was read out and then you know during the game there was Andy Halliday chance and when he scored the whole stadium was up and, and giving him a bit and you know I, it was nice to see um, it was great the, the, the fans have, have certainly you know he's, he's one of our own and the, the fans like that and they respect that and it does help having a guy in, in any football team that's a supporter I think I think it helps yeah. identity and it helps you bond a little bit with the with the team that bit more I think so he was he was born with an, a, a kick yeah. a, a football kick of the ground certainly a Ricky uh, Foster kick yes well although there was meant to be a pass yeah well, you were born um, in America and you were born within a Ricky Foster long ball well, of, that's of true Ricky so, Foster um, um, a couple of points to ponder of interest um, number one is Lee Wallace get taken out the firing line mm. probably not a bad idea I don't think he's fit I mean, I really don't. I think he's no. played like a guy that's carrying an injury. And yeah. again, Hodgson didn't have a lot to do defensively. Every time he's played, he carries himself confidently, Lee Hodgson. You know, I, that was that was noticeable. He carries himself like a you, bloke who thinks he should be playing. Hodgson's played a few times now, and not once have you thought, shit, I wish the person he's replacing was here. It's a disaster. You're yeah. right. He's been absolutely fine every time he's played. Secondly, and very interestingly, we texted about this at the time. Mc, uh, Barry Mackay now see when you're taking out the firing line and you get a bit of criticism mm. especially when you're 20 there's two ways that can go as you'd imagine mm. he seemed utterly relieved and see when he came on the second half you could tell straight away it was a different Barry Mackay mm-hmm. he was really good he, he played fantastically well and he seemed to have actually been relieved that basically what Warburton has now said is you're not going to play every minute of every game you're not our go-to guy you are basically 20 I don't have a, well, and he seemed to be he's delighted. 20, he's twenty three, but is he? Right? Yeah. Well, think about it. When he made his debut five years ago, all right, he'd be I fifteen thought, in your time frame. I thought he was younger than that. Sorry, but that, okay. No, it's, yeah, but, it's quite all right. This is why we have me. I'm Nico Cranshire. You're that's not. Very true. Right. Um, but I think that he's actually twenty one. He'll be twenty two in December. Right. There you go. Well, there you go. So we're both wrong. We're both wrong, yes. We're both Isn't that wrong, nice? which uh, I think is possibly the most pod thing we could have, we could have done. But I'm not sure I agree with you that he has said to him, you're not my go-to guy. It was one match, mate, and he missed a half. Well, I know, but I think he seemed quite... I don't know, I thought in the second half he looked much happier and he's looked the rest of the so season. So did I, but I don't necessarily think it was because of that. I, I think he'll play on Sunday. So that I meant more psychologically. I meant he got a wee break. We didn't. I think we've looked at him, Barry McKay, because at the end of his season last season, how well he played, mm. and I think he's he's toiled a bit under the weight of expectation, is what I meant. And True. knowing that the managers maybe is going to give him a break, some time in the bench, he seemed to come on totally re-energized, not in the half, not down about it. He came on to a great second half. Did it's interesting as well. We didn't see much of Joe Garner. 
mm-hmm. in, in such a game. Um, and interesting, especially the way Waghorn took his hat trick. Um, Waghorn, I mean, three beautiful finishes, and then there's other times where. Cow, cow's heart. <laughs> you know, yeah. Van Vossenesk, it's, it's bizarre with them, but you're right, it was a real, real quality hat trick. Um, they were all good, they, they were all good goals. Um, yeah. I think that. We, and in the end up, 5-0 was, was probably an accurate reflection. Harry Forrester. Now, I don't know if you know, I was at the game, so uh, I only heard about this, but apparently Chris Sutton might have thought that he could have been red-carded. I didn't. I've not, I've not heard about that. No. Did he say it on TV or anything? I think he might have mentioned it, yeah. Oh, I'll need to check that out online or something. Again, see, this is a tough one, right? Because it's you know Chris Sutton... Is a fanny, and I don't know why people are surprised that a fanny acts like a fanny because that's what the guy is. I mean, he is. Let's face it, Chris Sutton is at any given point one drink away from your Donald Trump supporting uncle, you know, who says things like, "Well, I always speak my mind," you know, yeah. and somehow wants a medal for it. I don't get why people are are upset about that. The guy is a, a grade A tube. He would be, without doubt, the thickest pundit to ever grace our screens if it wasn't for John Harrison. Hey, well, he's always got John to hide behind. He'll always have John to hide Literally. Behind Literally and figuratively. But yeah. Um, yeah, he's a tube. I think Forrester should have been sent off, incidentally, and I do think he needs to curb that. That was a nasty tackle. And let's not be... No. Let, let's not be falsely defending players when they do something like that there was no need for it he put us at risk and I hope the manager booted his arse afterwards I hope the manager kicked him in those lovely testicles there was one against Dundee as Dundee well. same thing and he has been lucky and now he's cards marked which is what you know the, the media kind of circus is, is attempted to do is to say to refs look don't let him away with anything so he, he has to be mature enough to realise that now he can't do that but he can't do that anyway because it was a bad tackle and if he'd been red carded we couldn't have had any complaints you're man enough to shave your testicles, you're man enough to refrain from fouling people. Yeah. I don't get why footballers do that now. It's not like they don't know what will happen. No. What if I go and slide in with my boots up? And yeah, studs up. Yeah. You run the risk of getting sent off. Yeah, it's, it's, and not only you run the risk of it, you will find that you won't have a lot of defenders to do that. And I just, I, it puts us at risk. Don't, don't do it. Correct. Yeah. Harry. Don't do it. Just, Harry, just go grow up. Don't do it. Now we've got a treat, uh, trip to Aberdeen at uh, the weekend, and they are uh, Aberdeen, of course, who still mistakenly seem to think we are their great rivals. Have managed to sell out their stadium for the first time in years, and uh, are apparently going to applaud in the twelfth minute. Uh, I bet you they don't. Incidentally, I bet you they applaud in the thirteenth, but that's that's another thing. Um, to commemorate Rangers dying and being reborn as a new club, Scott, your thoughts? And uh, my thoughts are going to take the form of a quiz, David. Go on. Aberdeen's last ten sellouts to Potodri. I think this is going back eleven years. Mm-hmm. How? Which team do you think makes up eight of those ten sold out games? Ross County. Almost. Hmm. Rangers yeah. and guess what's going to be their first sellout since we went down to the lower divisions this coming up weekend yeah, Sunday exactly yeah now for a new team that's interesting I mean why would they be so interested in 
playing a new team who's never been in the SPL before. Yeah. Don't know. The thing is, is, is we've said a hundred times, and they don't get this, which is odd because I think they would because of what they did with the sheep shaggers thing, where it clearly doesn't bother them, and you would think they would realise this, but us, it don't give a fuck, you know. Um, Aberdeen fans, you know, knock yourself out. I just hope everybody laughs, points, and does ha 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 to the tune of marching through Georgia. That's yep. that's what I would do. And Use your zombies. Yeah. So shut yeah, up. Yeah. And shut up. And you know, yeah. oil still six pound a barrel. The more when you yeah. you know when 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 you walk out of here, win, lose or draw, just just remember that we're going back to civilization. And your house is getting repossessed. Yeah. So you know, you may well win, but you'll be on the ham radio tonight. Uh, to you know, to your mother down the road, going fit like Kenny and such other such things. Exactly. Like, you know, furry but city. Yeah, furry but city. Um, it's it's annoying. I've just I've never got this. This you know, oh no. big rivalry. Can't wait to play. So we don't give a fuck about you. You're Aberdeen. Well, It'll never matter to us. It, it, there's nothing you can do about it. But knock yourselves out if if it makes you feel better. If you enjoy it's also it. that, that I, I admit it doesn't bother me in the slightest, no. and I don't have a problem with that. I know a lot of our fans do, but I don't have a problem with that kind of thing. I'd rather believe it or not they were doing that than singing our Ibrox disaster songs, which I dare say we'll get both. Look, I just hope the fans stay safe. You're right. Our tips of authority is usually more renowned for people getting attacked. So if they sing Zombie Nation at us, then that's the least of our worries. Mm. I can also say, just to finish up, it is that dichotomy where they hate us and sell out the stadium to come and jeer at us and then deny that we are us. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, do, I don't think it's us the problem when you look at it that way. We, we've said this in this pod for a long time. Your actions have to match your words. I'll always judge people by their actions, not their words. And as you say, Belton to the stadium, we all know that this was the game that they ringed in the calendar the second that the fixtures were announced. And they can deny it all they want, but it's a fact. You want to make a statement? Don't turn up. Go go to a game against Ross County or against Motherwell yep. ahead of this one. But you won't, and we know you won't. And I guarantee you, the biggest away support of the season will be at absolutely. Ibrox, you know, so fair enough. But uh, what, what do you think will happen on the pitch? Big big game. I actually think we might do it. I have a feeling that somebody is not in the dressing room at the moment. And I think there's a little bit of the sniff of spring in the air, albeit it's autumn. And I also think that we might surprise people. The media, the pundits, the circling sharks have decided that this is it, the wheels are coming off. I think we can get about them. Yeah, me um, too. I, I, think, I, think, I, I think a surprise may be on the cards. Yeah, I, I, I'm not ruling us out. It, certainly, you know, I wouldn't fall down shocked if we don't get a result. But uh, yeah, I just I just have a little sneaky feeling we might have enough about us. It'll all depend on how we defend. That that's that's it. And if we manage to defend quite well, then we should be all right. Aberdeen are a good side. They're not a great side, and they've not been playing well themselves this season. So if we can impose our game on them, then we'll be in a good position. The fact that their fans will be in, as you say, you know, in your state of, of mania, if we can get on the ball. I think that uh, you'll, you'll see their fans turn pretty quickly. Yeah, the important thing is to see if we can get the passing going, keep the ball from them. They will hate that. Having to chase the game, they'll absolutely hate that. Mm. We have to set up like a typical away team. Take the sting out of the home crowd, keep the ball, and concentrate, and anything can happen. And I, I tip us, actually, to, to do quite well in this game. Yeah, me too. But uh, if we were wrong, we'll be man enough to admit it this time next week. Right, Scott. I mean mm-hmm. that's half an hour's worth of football. Uh, that that should please please that bloke, uh, Scott. Yes. 
we can now move on though to the section that this guy will turn off for. Uh, it's your section. It's the Sporting Integrity Award. The Sporting Integrity Award is when we look around the world of sport and see who's made the biggest arsehole of themselves over the past seven days. We're looking for people who are shameless, idiotic, talentless, liars, and there's loads of them in, in the world of football. And this is where Scott earns his corn. Thank you, David. Thank you. Um, I've got a few this week because, remember last week, it was slightly downbeat pod. Perhaps, and um, we, we, you know, you're not always in the mood for funny stories. But this week's so different, isn't it? Yes. Oh, so different. Although I wouldn't say the story's any funnier. There's just more of them. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's fair enough. Quantity We're starting quality. in Argentina, okay? Um, South America, in fact, in general, we'll start with the, the, the first ones. Argentina's a great, a great source of mirth, I always find. Mm-hmm. A fourth-tier game, Tiro Federal versus Ateñas de Rio Cuerta. Ended slightly early after referee Marcos Romero sent off eight Atenas players wow. for mauling me and gouging me. Well, you can understand where he was coming from. Precisely. But then he said, when I got back in the changing room, the president stormed in and asked me to apologise to them for <laughs> getting the game stopped. <laughs> like, I don't understand these people. They're insane. He might have a point there. That's good. So he was apologised to them because they couldn't play a 90-minute game. Gouging's a bit offside. Gouging's off. Talking of which, David... Staying in Argentina, via San Carlos goalkeeper Gaston Cesa was asked by the Argentinian FA why he gave referee Julio Bratha a quick strangle. <laughs> His reply was, "He just brings it out of me. People think he's cool. He is not cool. He's arrogant. He walks around in his underpants before games. He's a woman who carries his own man bag. Am I sorry? Forgiveness is something I ask of God, not of a clown like Bratha." That guy sounds like me. <laughs> the referee, I mean, it's just, you know, walks about with a man bag, thinks he's God, likes walking about in his pants. I mean, you know. Although you couldn't get Sally to carry a man bag about because she'd drop it or crash. Yes, well, the link goes without saying. But yeah, I, I can't deny that. that so I, I'm certain he's not winning. No, he, well, he, he, he might win the award, but I'm, I'm with the ref on that one. You would, I knew you would be. Chile, also in South America, Chile. Third tier Trasandino goalkeeper, Fabian Kerda is very unhappy with a viral video which appears to show a dog saving a shot that, that beaten him and was going in. Okay. Okay. He says, come on, it was going wide. I left <laughs> it on purpose. <laughs> I left it on purpose. Now people see the dog save the goal. It's dog this, it's dog that. All I get is dog. It's really getting to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's dog this, it's dog that. <laughs> right. And I had a look and it, it was going in. See, if you see this guy though, you would just go, dog dog and especially when he comes out and says don't do this it's annoying me. exactly I mean I would be going to the gate barking at him that's what away fans need to do they just need to bark at this lad whenever, he's, whenever he's playing it's just fantastic though now Romania we have to go to Romania David of course don't we yes Liga 2 side what's a great name listen to this Panna Cotta now I thought that was Italian bread no but it's uh, Panna Cotta is a dessert oh dessert well Liga 2 side in Romania Panna Cotta Ironically, hired Italian coaches Giancarlo Odi and Fausto Selfie to turn it round after running up an aggregate score from the first six games of one none, drawn none, lost six, scored one, conceded 56. Now that's not great form. No. That's like the United. However, there was some confusion over the words hired new coaches. 
Because after four days, apparently they, they, in the dead of night, they crept off and flew back to Italy. Bastards. The media say they came, they saw, they disappeared from their hotel. When contacted, Odin Selfie said they were only visiting. They were on a sort of holiday. That was it. Do you think that's the equivalent of going on a blind date and turning up and then seeing clocking them before them, yeah. they've seen you, clocking them and going, oh, fuck that, and heading out the door? He, they've got there, saw them, and went, nah, can't, can't do Absolutely anything not. with this. Ran away from the hotel in the middle of the night. Yeah. And then. Um, done a flat. They, yeah, and said they were never there to coach the club, they were there on holiday. Um, it's bizarre. And finally, we'll leave you with a message which could shame our PR department. This is what clubs need to do, David. It's hard hitting, and this is. It shows you how clubs can grasp social media. Rostov, for the 875th time, have been asked to do something about the racism of their fans, okay? Mm-hmm. So they sent an email to the season ticket holders and then posted this on their website. Now, stand by. Incredible. Dear fans, please refrain from the racism at games. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, straight to the point. <laughs> If you're dealing with and if you're dealing with racists, generally they're not the most intelligent of people. So you have to yep. be, yeah. You you should probably not couch it in, shall we say, difficult to decipher, you know, metaphorical language. You should probably just cut straight to the chase. You remember from last year, twenty fifteen, one of the pods last year, David Rostov for the team, who were accused of not sending black oh, enough black players. Mm. Remember, the coach said. I bought six of the things. What more can I do? Jesus Christ! I mean, that, and they didn't sack them. That's, that's <laughs> awful. Well, you know, you can see why. Given if their fans are, are are the same, he was probably just playing at the gallery there. That's bloody incredible. awful, isn't it? I mean, it's just just terrible. Um, and they've got the World Cup. Hey. And they've got the World Cup. Although, have you seen the fuckery that is the twenty twenty Euros? I didn't deliberately. Someone said they'd unveiled. Yeah, for those who don't know, it's in like eight cities in eight separate countries. I I know, and except this, nah, the semi-finals and finals are all at Wembley in the space of a a couple of days. They don't have a weekend of. God, I don't know. It's just, I mean, it's just awful. It's as if they've taken this tournament and they've thought, what can we do to make an absolute balls of this? You know, what what would really, really screw this up? Uh, What happens, for example, if? Azerbaijan don't qualify so you've got a game and supposing the way it works is so I don't know Belgium have to play uh, Germany in Azerbaijan or what if one of the games is based in Rome and Italy don't make it mm. I mean who's going to be they've got these massive stadiums and they expect 20-30,000 fans to what if people say stuff that I'm not going I think they're certain I mean like the games in Scotland and the games at Wembley they'll sell out you know I think understandably but I just think it's such a nightmare. And surely part of the fun of going to tournaments is the experience. But I suppose you could say then that you've got the opposite then in two years because it'll be going to Qatar and you'll be able to walk around every venue within about 20 minutes. Absolutely. There's actually talk, bizarrely, of there being as little as two fan parks. They're going to have massive... There's no point. if No, because also that's what they're going to do is see if they do that, they can grant temporary alcohol licences. Ah. So they'll huge tented villages with bars and cinemas and western values and you'll just get a bus to any stadium because they're all within 12 miles. What about temporary homosexual licences? I think they'll probably be granted, yes, I would imagine. Although, let's not go there, but I I don't think that's a problem in a lot of these countries. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they've, yeah. they've said that they're not going to allow homosexuals in, so... I think they already have enough of their own, is what I'm saying. In Qatar? I don't think, 
I don't think they shy away from it. Yeah, there's lots of stories. I think young boys get. Yeah. I, I, might, I, have, I might have made that up. I might be the Rostov manager. Is, <laughs> is this a dream? <laughs> right, because do we need to go through the whole reality and inside your head thing again? Well, who got wanked off by a Qatari man? Yes, that, that's what I'm beginning to wonder. And then George Clooney appeared and asked you if you wanted to go for an elephant ride. It <laughs> probably didn't happen, mate. That's that's all I'm suggesting. God, didn't... <laughs> I did hear a great thing this week. There's a, an independent wrestler who went by the name of Jism Solomon. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, Why, though? Well, it got, gets attention. You know, if you're, if you're an independent wrestler, you're trying to you're trying to get a bit of attention. Yeah, that is one way of getting attention. That is one way of getting attention. You're not getting on on the telly. You know, here no. comes Jism. It's not going to happen. You know, well, I suppose it depends. They're, who's they're, they're trying to sell this product to kids. You know, they're not they're, they're not going to let you be Jizz. Right, uh, I think Rostov have got to win this, haven't they? I think so. For mastering the art of the, the pithy to the point email. Yes. No, for being racist bastards and being racist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and seeing. Don't be racist as their campaign. Yes. The whole campaign, don't be racist. Congratulations, Rostov fans. You're the winner of this week's Sporting Integrity Award. That is almost it from us this week. Apart from a plea, uh, the Fangio advert that you heard earlier on, if you would be so kind as to go to Fangio and play it, is actually a lot of fun. I, I, I've been playing it the last few weeks and won a few quid. Um... It is a lot of fun, but with sponsorship of the pod, it does actually cost to to put the pod on and to run it. And obviously, there's it's free, and that's fine. We you know we we don't mind doing it, but uh, anything that that you can do, this kind of thing helps. Is it doesn't cost you, and it will help the pod to to keep going for a little bit longer. So that's that's always a good thing. So if you can, please go to fanduel.co.uk and uh, and play. And it is it is actually a lot of fun. I'm doing it. Scott's doing it. Uh, and as I say, it's it's quite easy to win to win money on it if you know your if you know your soccer ball. Um, speaking of knowing your soccer ball, Scott, did you see uh, Jose's comments this week? He got what, a bit, what? he got a bit bullish after beating Northampton. <laughs> well, no, I saw his comments last week when right on cue he started blaming the players. Yeah, well, he's he's chucked them under the bus the last uh, two defeats after City and then after Watford. But then yeah. he uh, he said after they they beat Northampton that people wanted to delete the last sixteen years, uh, and there are too many Einsteins these days in football. Right. So uh, it does seem a little bit early, but um, you know, this is usually year three, Jose. Yes, he's 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 fast forward and everything, isn't he? Uh, he's, he's going there. They really need to do something about Rooney. Yeah, drop him. Well, the other night he was running about, you know, nothing happening. It was against Northampton again, and they've tried him in midfield, they've tried him in the wing, they've tried him as a number 10. They tried him the other night up front, and when they were chasing the game, they put on Rashford, and it was like, ah, right, you know, that's kind of what you're supposed to do. And it was one of the most obvious, here is the future, here is the past juxtapositions you'll ever see. I think it's also telling who he who he blamed, though, you know, it's like Luke Shaw. Yeah. Like, he, he always I, does he, that. Though. He always picks in the kind of weaker, you know, led, like, members of the dressing room. He's not going to go for the really, really heavy. Slatan or someone. Yeah, though. he's not going to do that. No, um, I think he's got a few issues. The problem as well is that Man City keep on winning, and of course they drew them in the cup. Yeah, that's going to be a corker. Really looking forward to that. And, and um, um, yeah, Pip, well. yeah, Pip's looking quite cool about the whole thing. Quite phlegmatic. Um, 
Liverpool are doing okay, but the good news for us, of course, David, we've endured how many years of the EPL? 20, mm, 24. Four, and Everton have been shit in almost all of them. Yep. Until it looks like Ronald Koeman is doing a good job. Yeah, he is, and uh, I think Everton will be, be fine this season. I don't see them cracking the top four, obviously, but uh, I think they'll be... They should be looking at a good cup run, and certainly, certainly top top eight, top six is doable. And you never know; just just keep your cards close to your chest. All right, folks. Uh, all that means for me to do is to thank our executive producers in London, Mr. Mike Lee and Mr. Paul Miles, to thank the good people at Fanduel for uh, sponsoring the pod, and to thank my guest, the lovely Mr. Scott Vandenacker. Be careful when you're typing in any URL beginning with fan. Okay, folks. Mm. Just be careful. It's good advice, sage advice from the big man. My name's David Edgar, I've been your host, and I'll talk to you again this time next week. Cheers, bye. Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.